The time has come to get ready for the 2022 World Cup. And what better way to prepare than by revisiting the World Cup's most amazing goals? I'm Brian Phillips. I'm making a podcast about the history of the Men's World Cup, told through the stories of 22 iconic goals. The show's called 22 Goals. It's out now on the Ringer Podcast Network, and we're having so much fun. It's the Ringers Philly special presented by FanDuel. The second half of the NBA season is here, and you can bet on the action with an assist from FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, you can check out the new and improved Parlay Hub. Filter by odds, sport, and bet type to easily find the most popular parlays and same-game parlays all in one page. Plus, start betting on the Explore page and the Pulse and bet live same-game parlays for every NBA game. So download the app today and bet with FanDuel, official partner of the NBA. The Ringer is committed to responsible gaming. Please visit theringer.com slash RG to learn more about the resources and helplines available and listen to the end of the episode for additional details. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit theringer.com slash RG. This episode is brought to you by UGG. Y'all know UGG is a brand that athletes wear all the time in the tunnel and on travel days. Well, I bet you think UGG season is only during the colder months of the year. Oh, contraire. You're wrong. You need to check out the latest spring drop from UGG. They have everything from sandals to clogs. I like the sandals. UGG has you covered for your next spring adventure. Shop the golden collection at UGG.com. Welcome to the Ringers Philly special. The Eagles drop 40 on the Green Bay Packers in front of a national audience and proved to 10 and 1 on the season. Run for 363 yards, break about 43,000 different records, which we'll get to <laughs> later in this podcast. A wildly entertaining game from pretty much start to finish. All the way through. I'm Sheila Kapadia, joined by Ben Solak. Benny Souls, how, how's the heart rate? How we doing? It's, tw- <laughs> it's, tw- it's after midnight here. Late game. You got you got the Super Bowl sweatshirt on, it looks like. You're feeling good. Yep. Touchdown, interception, touchdown, touchdown, turnover on downs, touchdown, touchdown, interception, fumble, <laughs> touchdown. That's the first 10 drives of this game. Nobody asked for this. <laughs> Too much. Everybody's got to relax. Remember, remember when the the biggest like the the biggest thing we'd talk about on these pods was like, oh man, Eagles didn't score in the second half again. <laughs> oh shucks, that twenty one point lead they built in the second quarter was down to a, a thirteen point lead late in the fourth. Shield, you get a little sweaty. Meanwhile, <laughs> we could have been having these games where anything could have happened at any time, and I would not have been surprised. What a total roller coaster of a game. I mean, I couldn't believe it. When they would take a break, there was like nine minutes left in the first quarter. I'm like, how are there nine minutes left in the first quarter? And then it'll be six oh minutes my left gosh, in yes. the first quarter. And I'm checking the box score uh, during the breaks. And it's incredible. Listen, Jalen Hurts, man, they, they, this his ability to just uh, kill defenses with his arm, 
with his legs, fourth quarterback in NFL history to throw for over 150, run for over 150. Uh, just an incredible, I mean, his his numbers on the season, he's completing 67% of his passes, averaging over eight yards per attempt. And just that very first drive, first possession, he scrambles for 24. And then the QB draw mm-hmm. goes for 28. And, you know, you know the first couple of plays, all right, is stuff working? No, okay. He'll just reel off a couple of 20-plus yard runs. The Eagles had five runs in this game of over 20 yards, most by any team uh, this season in the NFL. So I was just watching Hurts during this game being like, it's not always going to look like, uh, you know, your prototypical uh, quarterback, but just how hard he continues to be to defend. This was a game without Dallas Goddard. This was a game where the offense didn't play well in the previous week. And for them to come out here in this game, and you you just real, I mean, they had 10 real possessions. They scored touchdowns on five of them, field goals on two of them. They had a fumble that he had nothing to do with. They had a punt, and they had a weird turnover on downs. I mean, those were their 10 possessions in this game. They just looked completely unstoppable. So that was just my big picture takeaways. We continue to have, you know, Hurts conversations every week. What, what is he? What isn't he? How much is he a product? I mean, he, for him to show up and have this game, uh, I thought it was just a fantastic sign as we look towards the final, what week is it, 12? 13 this is week 18. 12. Final six weeks week of the 13. season and the playoffs. What was yeah. your big takeaway? I, I think we emphatically know what the non-Goddard offense looks like, right? I think, that, you know, Colts was our first week, kind of, you know, you get the sample that you get against that defense. There's more quarterback run. They're a little bit more spready. There's, they, you know, they had their 13 personnel snaps they were kind of experimenting with. In this game, uh, remarkably more, uh, like, stayed high with the quarterback runs, stayed high with the spread, but more uh, Quez Watkins targets and uh, fewer of the multiple tight end snaps, right? So Quez ends the day with five targets, uh, decisively the the third most targeted player behind A.J. Brown and behind uh, Devontae Smith. So kind of, you know, we talked about Zach Pascal and Jack Stoll. Quez, they're, they're comfortable throwing to Quez. Certainly, Hurts gave him a trust ball one-on-one, right? We've seen those to Devontae Smith. We've seen those to A.J. Brown. We yet to really see one to pretty much anybody else in terms of you're isolated on the outside. You are covered. I'm just going to put this ball up 50-50 and ask you to make me right. Hurts is so good at these throws. And Quez pays him off with a touchdown catch against Rasul Douglas. So Quez, very clearly your third receiver. And then because they're more spread, because because their their formations are wider and the receivers are further out and they're pulling people out of the box, they're getting the quarterback involved in the running game, quarterback draw game, uh, the the quarterback read game on zone read, and then they have these you know these GT pullers right where they pull two guys and, and the backs go in one direction. Hurts can run it up the middle and Hurts is really nice on those because he's just so big, he's so physical, right? So you get six yard run from your your quarterback going through the middle. So we we now know what this this running game this this offense looks like without Goddard. We like. This is very similar to what they did with the Colts, a little bit of tweaks. Now we have a two-week sample. And what's what's the big difference? Why 17 points, including 10 fourth-quarter points against the Colts versus 40 points against the Packers? Yeah. It, Colts' run defense is really good. Colts' run defense would be one of the best run defenses the Eagles face. Packers' run defense is not. And and uh, Jalen Hurts' scrambles aside, Hurts' scrambles were a huge part of it. No two ways about that. The Eagles were were dominant handing the football off, ha- dominant in the zone read game, and that just made everything so much easier from a passing perspective, right? Like, they they very, very well avoided third and longs in this game. Uh, and that, in and of itself, just it keeps defenses on the back foot. The Packers were very rarely able to dictate what they wanted to do on any given down distance. Eagles bullied them for four quarters. 
360. It's it, it's it's wild to even say it, 363 mm-hmm. yards rushing. I mean, I wonder if <laughs> 363 knew, yards. I wonder if Sirianni knew that Hertz was knocking on the door of the quarterback single game rushing record because Hertz was at like 130, like in the second quarter, like. He yeah. he absolutely if they had decided to go get it, they could have gotten it. And knowing Sirianni, like I was very surprised when in the second quarter they weren't like or excuse me, the second half, they weren't really trying to see if they could get Hertz the single game record. He ends with one fifty seven. The record I want to say is somewhere in like the one six high one sixty one seventy eight field. Yeah, one field seventy eight, yeah. Actually I think Kaepernick if we count that playoff game by Kaepernick, I think it's one eighty one, I believe. Uh, so, is the number. Yeah. And very like Hertz had like 40 rushing yards in the second half. Like they absolutely could have gone and gone if they wanted to. So I wonder if Sirianni knew because if you had asked me to bet, I would have bet Sirianni been like, yeah, we're going to go get the record. Um, but as it is, right, they, uh, uh, Sanders has a tremendous game run of the football. Sanders sets a career high with 143 rushing yards. Uh, man, it's, it's, it's something else. He still does just knucklehead stuff. Like I was, I was, I was very impressed with Sanders, like improvement over the course of the season earlier in the year. Haven't brought him up in, in a few games. He's still, man, like he'll catch the ball and he'll immediately go backwards two yards. There'll be a run. And if he just puts his head down and dives, he gets six yards. And he tries to balance it. And see, he still does all that stuff. It's just the offense gives him such a large margin for error. And he's, he's good through contact this year. So 21 carries, 143 yards and two touchdowns for Sanders. Then Kenny Gainwell, eight for 39. Scott, three for 24. Like once they got into eat clock mode, they start incorporating those other backs well, and that, that starts to uh, uh, make things a lot easier as well in terms of, uh, of of your running game, but also your 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 time of possession, right? How you handle the clock. The Eagles' third down drives, uh, five minutes, 23 seconds, touchdown drives to start the third quarter, five minute, 52 second field goal drive, third quarter into fourth quarter, six minute, 44 second field goal drive in the fourth quarter. So three drives, a total of 35 plays, and over 17 minutes of clock uh, of game clock taken up in that third quarter, they got to sit on ball mode and put up points, which is, again, the best thing this offense can do is they get that lead, and then they just start running the football on you. So uh, from Hertz and Sanders down to Gainwell and, and, and Scott, and, of course, that offensive line just, again, bullying yeah. for four quarters. Yeah, there, I mean, it's uh, the offensive line you can't say enough about. Yeah, I mean, I, I was, like, curious. Did the Packers watch any film on the Eagles before this game? Or, like, what <laughs> was their question. strategy, honestly? what were, It was, like, late in the second half, and they're still doing I'm like, that's the box you're giving them? Like, here? it's uh, And they were just – they couldn't handle it all game. It, it was almost like some of the complaints we've had about Gannon in the past to, like, the 10th degree, where it was, like, force something to happen here, and Collinsworth couldn't believe it during the during the broadcast yeah I thought Sanders uh ran the ball really hard tonight and like you mentioned through contact was very good you can't say enough uh about the offensive line which I think I might have just said like three seconds ago I don't I don't know what I'm saying uh at this point it's harder when the game just ended and we're talking Landon Dickerson your point about the Joe Barry Packers (laughs) defense experience is so important like where it's like Gannon to the 10th degree it's like I think to myself like Gannon you're so simple you get the same stuff all the time you play you try to play run pass with the box like this is so obvious and then i watched the joe barry defense and i'm like okay again you're not that bad you're okay you're like this is really what it could look like if you just line up in the same stuff and wonder why your players aren't solving your problems this packers defense is first rounders all over the place everybody's a first round on this defense it should be so good and it's so bad because it's so simple 
Yeah, they they have absolutely been an underachieving group. Was, well, you know, I've got a lot of things wrong going into the season, but I feel good about ranking them lower uh, than everyone else going uh, into the year and, and upsetting Packers fans. That was one of the fun parts of the job. So uh, Eagles' first possession we mentioned. Hertz has the two big uh, two big runs. They score a touchdown. Uh, second possession for the Eagles, they score another touchdown. Now that was only a 29 yard drive because they got the, uh, they got the interception there. Then you had the third possession. What'd you think of the weird third possession with the third and one and the fourth and one, they don't convert. It looks like Quez Watkins was kind of just standing there, uh, on third. I, I actually didn't see this, but everybody was telling me that. Quez I know. Watkins, I also, you, did you miss I, it? Cause I, Quez was getting right. ripped in all every thread I was on, but I missed the part where he actually screwed up. So I don't want to fake it and act like I saw something. Did you see something? I also, no, I also missed it, but I think (laughs) that's the point, which is that it was a third and one sneak and Quez was like, well, this always works. (laughs) And so he didn't like, you know, do what he needs to do and it didn't work. And he was like, shoot, like, ah, I gotta move. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, like you and I saw them get in the third and one quarterback sneak and we like, I like, you know, went down to like check my phone or something. I was like, yeah, first and 10, here we go. And then obviously on, on the fourth down, the, the fourth down one now where, where Isaac Samalo moves and Jason Kelsey snaps it and Hurts doesn't seem ready. And then Miles Sanders takes it from Hurts, yada, yada. My bet is that somebody on the defensive line gave the cadence, which is illegal. But like the way that, that Kelsey and Samalo moved and nobody else moved makes you think the nose tackle was like, so go. Yeah. And Kelsey just snapped it. Right. And, and, that's you know that's that's the gamesmanship that you see along that that defensive line, um, but that that fourth one was weird. That that sequence though is such a good microcosm of why like if you want to draw conclusions from this game in terms of like point scored, point surrendered, game flow, it's just so hard. Like they they go touchdown into interception into touchdown and then the Packers come back with that like huge chunk play drive like the AJ Dillon run you're kind of like all right like that was a very weird immediate response like kudos to them they got the sea legs out of them great and then the Eagles have that four and out and the Packers immediately come back in a short field and score and all of a sudden it's 14 to 13 and there's like the whole game left. And yeah, it's just like, like, what is like, happening? The, the, the discombobulation starts right there. We're like, yeah, 33 points to the Packers. Like the Packers previous high in terms of offensive points scored in a game was like 17 or something like 20. It was extremely low. So you look at this number and you're like, Oh, big news, bad news to the defense. I don't know. Like this, this was a weird sequence of that Jordan loves 69 yard catch and run Christian Watson touchdown and what everybody kind of thought was just going to be garbage time, but then it turned out it wasn't like just do a lot of weird stuff where I'm not going to let a big scary number like 33 throw me too much in terms of like how I expected this Eagles defense to perform against the Packers. I'll let it, I'll let it throw me, uh, throw me a little, but that's probably me clinging to my priors, uh, a little bit, uh, too much there, which hey, we're all, we're all guilty of. I, I can, uh, I can certainly admit it when they were up 13, nothing. I mean, I thought this was going to be like 40 to six. Like we could start the podcast in the middle of the third quarter, you know, and just get going and you're right. And then all of a sudden it's like, wait, what? is happening here. So they have that weird third and fourth down turnover on downs. Uh, Eagles next offensive possession. AJ Brown has a 23 yard uh, catch and run there. And then the, the Hertz 41 yard run. Now that was like a fake QB sneak into play action. Did you, I don't know if you got a good look at this or not. If not, we can talk about it during the week, but I felt like watching live, they were lining up sort of, um, you know, he was definitely under center 
play action, and then he takes off and just has so much space down the right sideline, and he was making their defenders look silly all night long. So he has that 41-yard run, and then that leads to a Sanders touchdown. So seven plays, 75 yards. They go up and down the field. A.J. Brown with another fumble. What is this, three games in a row? With an A.J. Brown Two, because it was it Quez two? in the Washington oh, game. Okay. A.J. had the interception go through his hands, the Derek Forrest interception against Washington. Okay. Oh, right. And then okay. he had the fumble against the Colts, and now he has this fumble. Yeah. Which, the fumble against the Colts and the fumble uh, in this game are the same fumble. Same thing. Which, he's catching, yeah, like, looking to you know, change direction. He catches, and pick up yards. he turns up field. Yeah. He knows he's going to get contacted, and he like kind of withdraws, but he doesn't like like fully cover the ball or like fully hunch over it he just kind of goes like ah take me to the ground and like that's fine like there's like would you love for every single time your receiver gets the ball the spirit of like bob sanders and troy Polamalu takes them and they just start trying to like you know steamroll everybody in front of them like sure but that's not gonna happen especially with like like highly paid receivers are just not they're not gonna do that like that's that's the reality of things but ball security is like, come on. Like this is like, you know, we 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 drill this, we practice this, this yeah. isn't turnover luck. And so that's the sort of thing where it's like, uh if if he's gonna continue going into contact like this, he has to do it with two hands over the ball. He has to know that that if he's gonna like kind of stand up into contact and let let defenders hit them, well they're gonna see that in the scouting film. The first one's gonna hold you up and the second one's gonna come for the ball. Like this is this one on one stuff. Now, he did have some type of illness, stomach bug or something during the week. Uh, we know he had the ankle injury a couple of weeks ago. So not to make it, you know excuses for him, but when he's at 100%, he is like knocking defenders over and running through tackles and not kind of, like you said, sort of just getting stopped there and uh, being held up and getting the ball punched out. So that was a bad possession. They had a punt there uh, after that. Then I think was maybe the most impressive possession of the game right before halftime. It's their seventh possession. Let me see. I wrote it down here. Uh, They take over at their own 29. They go 71 yards on nine plays, uh, all called pass plays except for one QB sneak. And then that ball to Quest. I mean, you're thinking there, all right, they'll probably settle for a field goal here. And Jalen Hurts throws a beautiful ball to Quez Watkins. Quez Watkins uh, does a great job, beats Rasul Douglas there. And it's a 30-yard touchdown right before halftime. I mean, I thought that was just a uh, fantastic possession that kind of put them in control. Yeah, as you can imagine, a lot of mentions for Ben on that one. That, but that's a great drive. Like it's the end of the first half, but not the end of the second half, which is a little bit different. But that was an extremely good drive. Uh, it was a very quality drive from Mertz, especially the taking the bad sack. Took a bad sack, second and three. That was the Jerron Reed got like inside of Landon Dickerson, yes. and Lance just trying to drive him to the ground. And that's just where it hurts. That's another one that you gotta feel it. Like you have, like your line isn't always gonna win. Like Jerron Reed on his knees should not be able to sack Jalen Hurts. Like, that's just the, you got to be able to get out of that spot. Even if it's early, like, even if you think Landon's going to win, like, whatever. So take that sack. It's on Landon. It's on Jalen. It's a team sack. And then a third and 14 to get, all right, underneath completion to to uh, Devontae Smith. Let's see if he can get us into a range to go for this. Devontae's a tough runner after the catch. He gets to the fourth and one. And then, right, you get the sneak and then immediately come out of that sneak, get uh, uh, into field goal range, and then take your shot and hit it with Quez Watkins. This is a good example of poise right like Hertz has always been such a calm cool collective cucumber and that's great where like a lot of quarterbacks you take the sack during the two minute drill and it and it just sets you too far back and Hertz just has no problem I have the fourth down if I need it we're in field goal range I got the timeouts and they're just totally fine 
Uh, and so that 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 was a huge drive. The um, hold on, that's a great point that we probably haven't talked about. I feel like this got brought up a lot last year because it was like, okay, new quarterback. What are his traits? And then at least for me, I don't think I've discussed it once on a podcast. But my gosh, he does not. He just doesn't get rattled. I mean, they have bad things no. happen to them in games, and he has the same look on his face on the sideline. And one bad drive doesn't lead to another bad drive. And like you know, it's not. There, there are bad possessions that are not his fault. You know, there are A.J. Brown fumbling. There are Quez Watkins uh, fumbling. There are things happening. And he's the same steady guy over and over again. And there were times last year where you were like, all right, are they making, are we making too much of this? Like, it doesn't matter if you can't play, if you're a steady, calm, cool guy. But when you can play and now you add that, well, now it, it is really meaningful. And it's meaningful to his teammates and his coaches and just sort of the whole, uh, the, the culture, the demeanor of the team on the sidelines. And so uh, I think that's, that's a good point. You make i mean in these two minute mm-hmm. drills whether it was the the last one they had uh against the colts whether it's the end of the first half here i mean he he looks to be in command in control not panic not not panic not frenetic uh you know he, he's he's decisive um with a lot of these things so uh, i i think it's a good thing to bring up all right what else yeah say? and uh if you listen to her hurts talk about those sorts of traits he defers, as you kind of expect him to. He kind of just defers everything. But the person he always ends up talking about is Kelsey. And the fact that Kelsey is the leader in the room, is the vet, has been around, has seen everything, is like, you know, like, a, like Kelsey's obviously like a passionate guy, but is like a calm, cool, collected, like, you know, keep everybody at his steady, like set the tone, be the thermostat, not the thermometer, or whatever the frick it is. Oh, so like, like yeah. Kelsey's that sort of a guy. And then Kelsey created the space in the locker room for Jalen to become a leader with that demeanor, right? Not Rob Ross's Boomba guy, which like he's certainly like Jalen does his speeches and they're awesome and everything like that. But Kelsey and the way Kelsey runs that locker room and then the way Kelsey was willing to step back allowed Hertz to kind of become a leader at that speed, at that tempo where he's like, I got it. And Kelsey trusting Hertz whenever he stepped into the starting role and however he developed, then told the rest of the locker room, like, yeah, we can trust this guy. When he's got it, he actually has it. And it that's that's so critical for a young player. Like there, like, you don't want to say the names like Mahomes and Lamar and like the guys who have won MVP and whatever. But like when those dudes were in their second year winning MVP, they were still getting more frustrated at the ups and the downs of like living in the NFL than Hertz does. Good point. That's yeah. not that's not to say Hertz is better. Right. It's just to say that like this the is demeanor. the thing that's really really unique to Jalen. Yeah. Um. So kudos to him. The other way that the, that poise actually jumped out to me in this game was because Hertz's two long scrambles that ended inside of like the five, he probably could have scored on either one of those. And he just like, you know, gets to the sideline, hops out, avoids the hit, and then first and goal. And I was like, Jalen, like, score. Like, go. Like, it's a sick highlight. Like, finish it. And I realized, like, he probably just has so much confidence in their ability to, on first and goal from the seven, run the ball four times and score, that he's just like, yeah, I'm going out of bounds. Like, think about, like, Justin Fields in that context. Think about Josh Allen or Patrick Mahomes in that context. They're going to score. And Hurts is just like, yep, yeah, pop out of bounds. Like, yeah, yeah, well, Hurts has picked the spots like it was the game. Uh, I forget what was the run earlier this season. And then the one against the against the Vikings, he had one. Man, yeah, the Saints yeah. last year. So he kind of picks his spots. You're right. When he does that, yeah, I felt the same way. But I'm sure he's getting, you know, you look at the, the it was what we talked about at the beginning. If you look at the rushing totals are adding up now. And you're going to continue to play without Goddard. And this is always going to mm-hmm. be the question. Is this sustainable for a quarterback to run 
you know, what did he run? 16 times last week, 16, 18 times, and he ran 17 16 times. last week, 17 this week, I think it is. Okay, so 33 uh, carries in two weeks. Now, most of the time, he does a really good job of not getting I thought tonight he got he, they they were taking it to him a little bit. And, you know, we'll talk about mm-hmm. that game next week. But those, those boys are not going to let up at all, and they're going to get shots in. And they might take a personal foul or two when Jalen, the Titans, when Jalen Hurts tries to uh, run the ball. So that's always going to be the question when, when a quarterback runs the ball this much. You know, we've seen it with uh, Lamar. Other than that, we really haven't seen anybody run the ball uh, this often, especially in the designed run game. So that's always going to come up. All right, let's take a quick break here, and then we will continue our discussion. This episode is brought to you by Empower. You got money questions like, can I retire early? What are my best savings options? Can I afford to pay for my kid's education? Luckily, Empower has all the answers. With Empower's real-time dashboard and real live conversations, you get clarity on your real-life financial goals. So join 18 million Americans and Empower What's Next. Start today at Empower.com. Tap the banner or visit this episode's page to learn more. Sponsored by Empower, not an endorsement or a statement of satisfaction by a client. This episode is brought to you by UGG. Y'all know UGG is a brand that athletes wear all the time in the tunnel and on travel days. Well, I bet you think UGG season is only during the colder months of the year. Oh, contraire. You're wrong. You need to check out the latest spring drop from UGG. They have everything from sandals to clogs. I like the sandals. UGG has you covered for your next spring adventure. Shop the golden collection at UGG.com. There's a lot that could impress you about the all-new Honda Prologue EV. True, it's got class-leading passenger space and clean, thoughtful design and intuitive technology. But what really sets the Prologue apart from the competition is that it's more than an EV. It's a Honda. Honda, the power of dreams. Visit Honda.com slash Prologue to learn more. Yeah, he's currently at 11 carries per game, 110 rushes over 10 games. So over 17 games, it's 187, okay. which I'm fairly certain is the record for quarterback rushing. Let me see if I can find it. Yeah, we would have to look, look that up. But uh, that that's going to continue to be the question here down the stretch. Now, it's not all that they do, but it's as you mentioned, it's become a bigger part of what they do, certainly without yeah. Goddard in there. 159 is the record from Lamar, Ooh. and Hertz is on pace for 187. Think about that, and think about when you yeah. watch a Ravens game and how often it feels like Lamar Jackson is running the football, and that this 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 would sort of shatter that uh, by a lot. So that'll be that'll probably just be a point of discussion, honestly, every week from now until whenever the season ends. Uh, they come out of halftime. Miles Sanders, a couple. 20-yard runs, uh, Hertz, Hertz hits Devontae Smith on a nice third and 12 conversion, and then he hits A.J. Brown for a touchdown. Again, 11, they just string together. The 11 plays 86 yards. It's just like you take them for granted. They string together uh, these drives, and then they finish the game strong. A field goal drive, another field goal drive, and then, of course, they put the game away there uh, with a first down at the end. So, uh Fantastic. I mean, 500 yards of offense. Sheesh, 500 yards of offense, 29 first downs. Like, these are uncommon numbers. Trust me, as someone who scrolls through Troop Media every Monday morning to look at the numbers for every offense from that week, uh, you do not see these numbers offense. I think 500 yards is the ninth most, I believe, of a, of a team this season. If you look at it based on EPA per drive, this was the Eagles' third best performance uh, of the season. Miles Sanders, 
we talked about him. The numbers for Miles Sanders are piling up here for Miles. Now, yeah. I, I'm with you. Listen, I think he's playing well now. If you ask me, is it more Miles or is it more the offensive line, Jalen Hurst, the scheme, everything else? I would say the latter. Now he's rushed for 900 yards. That's fifth in, fifth in the NFL. If you would have told me coming into the season, he would rank fifth in the NFL in rushing yards through 12 weeks, I would have been pretty surprised. He's averaging over five yards per carry. If you like to look at EPA, you know, success rate just is EPA based. He's second among the 43 backs with at least 75 carries in success rate. So like, you know, the knock on him of, oh, he takes too many negative plays. And I'm with people. If you, if you say, hey, that shows up on film, uh, it does show up time to time on film. But uh, he, he's playing probably the best football of his career at a very good time. And I do think it would, pro- it would be a significant drop-off if he were to go down, you didn't address running back, and you had to lean on Gainwell and Scott. Listen, they might be okay, but I, I do think that would be a, a definitely mm. a, dro- a drop off. Do you disagree? Scott had that little broken tackle at the line, a little twenty yard carry on counter. I mean, tonight oh, everybody was tonight. Any, anybody? I mean, you probably could. You pro- probably could have got 80, 85 yards on uh, Dolan Garrett's tonight. There, I again, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what the Packers were doing and the Eagles' offensive line was dominating. What'd you think of Andre Dillard coming in for Landon? I, I'm anxious to watch some Andre Dillard film. At yeah. guard this week. Did not know that Dillard had backup guard in his repertoire. Didn't even know that was a thing we were experimenting with. Uh, I have no opinion on how he played. Didn't notice him, which for an offensive lineman is generally good. If you're not noticed, that's 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 good. I news. had no idea he had come in the game yeah. until I saw someone tweet it yeah. or text it or something. They uh, they did, in lieu of doing 13 personnel featuring Jack Stoll, Grant Calcaterra, and Tyree Jackson, they did 13 personnel where one of the three tight ends was Cam Jurgens, who initially committed to Nebraska as a tight end. And that was fun. Like Cam was, you know, I was like, yeah, moving people. This is great. It's a good way. Like, you know, just, it was like, it was like Patrick Ricard for the Ravens, like a 280 pound tight end out there. I hope they throw him a pass at some point. Um, So yeah, they're experimenting with the offensive line depth and and, and moving that around a little bit. Uh, So yeah, I'll be interested to see what Dillard looked like at guard. I don't think Dillard's game maps onto guard very well, but I guess we'll find out. Yeah, he's, he's sort of like very, he's very different from Landon. It's almost the opposite of Landon Dickerson, you know? Not the typical guard the Eagles play. That's he might sure. he might be an upgrade in pass protection and a downgrade in run blocking. Who knows? Well, yeah. If Landon Dickerson's out, which we I will say, know. though, I heard people remarking that the third and eight where Jalen immediately had to scramble and throw the football away was on Landon. Wasn't on Landon. Uh, Eagles are in half slide. Gainwell's got to pick up a linebacker in the A-gap. They've been trying to do this with Gainwell all season. And Kenny's gotten better this year than he started. He started really rough. It's not his game, man. He's a slot receiver build trying to block Quay Walker. It's not for him. And so Quay wins the rep right away against Gainwell in the A-gap. Hurts immediately breaks out to his right, and the entire Packers defense has been rushing off the right, and they're ready for this, and they know he's going there, so they're all ready to pursue him. So that's like Landon ends up blocking nobody because the Packers put like seven dudes on the line, and then they drop a few of them, and the guy that Landon was responsible for dropped. It's not on Landon. Uh, it's it's forcing the Eagles to give you a one-on-one matchup with their back and pass protection, which the Eagles love to do on third down. They love to leave their back in. And that back is Kenny Gainwell, and he cannot pass protect. And I don't know why they keep doing this. The I, Eagles had two third and longs in this game where they did the same thing they always do. They tried to run all vertical routes and leave Kenny in pass protection. It didn't work. And then they motioned A.J. Brown into a bunch. 
And oh my gosh, the second Brown goes into that botch, I go, there's no way they're throwing a screen here. And it's an AJ Brown tunnel screen, and he does a strip, and Quay Walker returns it. It's like, man, they have got to come up with some new gags on third and long. It's the same stuff every week. 61 plays of 11 personnel, uh, 12 plays of 12 personnel, one play of 13 personnel, according to True Media. It was the third highest percentage of 11 personnel uh, all season long. So keep an eye on that Landon Dickerson uh, injury and see. I mean, we remember famously that Andre Dillard could not play right tackle and he just was like, I don't even, I don't really want to try to play right tackle. I'm not really <laughs> committed to this. This is really hard. Let's do something else. Well, Andre, left tackle is kind of spoken for. What, anything else you want to do? Nah, you know, if my lotta gets injured, I'll come in and play left tackle. Or if Lane Johnson gets injured, we can move my lotta to right tackle, and then I can play <laughs> left tackle. So, hey, left guard, you're still on the left side. The footwork, you know, that stuff, uh, it's not the same as tackle, but you're not switching to a different side, so it gives him a little bit more versatility. So we'll see. He's a free He's a free agent, right? End of the season, Andre yeah. Dillard. So. I tell you, man. If they invent a play where you can pull the left tackle, the left guard, and the center, that Mylotta Dillard Kelsey lineup is going to be unbelievable. <laughs> I'm just not sure that play exists. I want. I can't wait to watch Kelsey. I mean, when they put up the thing about they didn't mention Kenny Clark until what the third or fourth quarter. I mean, this is a yeah. guy who most games you're hearing from Kenny Clark. He he's making what 17, 18 million dollars a year. Uh, one of the uh, a very good interior defensive lineman and it just felt like he was erased in this game now maybe the film will show that wasn't exactly the case but uh yeah he he was not heard from throughout pretty much this entire game all right the defense you say you're you're not you're saying no big just a weird game you're not that Mm -hmm. concerned is that is that your take on the defense yeah short fields right Mm -hmm. and 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 sometimes short fields you you give up six sometimes you give up nine sometimes you give up three this time you give up 14 you know what i'm saying it's tough uh you know the packers have have uh touchdown drives in this games that are uh that are three plays and 13 yards that are five plays and 37 yards and then as we know when jordan love comes in they also have a touchdown drive that is four plays 75 yards one of which being a 63 yard catch and run uh in which man talk about welcome to the nfl raid blankenship First career he start. He was on top of the world, First man. career reps, second ever defensive snap taken. Just steps down beautifully, quarters Beautiful coverage. Clu- clues the bender, steps in front as the pick. It's exactly the way that, that Gannon has drawn it up on the chalkboard for you. Oh, we are feeling ourselves. More impressive then, than any Gardner-Johnson interception this season, probably, I would say. Technically, yeah. yes. Though we then later would discover in the game no, just that why play. Chauncey is playing yeah. over him. Because Reed drops back deep middle. <laughs> they got a high-low on him, got the deep post, got the crosser. We're going to throw the crosser. Christian Watson has a step on Marcus Epps. Reed Blankenship steps down like he's still at Middle Tennessee State, like he's playing in Conference USA, baby. And then Christian Watson puts on that 4-3 speed, and he is gone reed is just nowhere near it and that's just like yeah man. i mean like if chauncey if that's chauncey there's a good chance it's still a touchdown like christian watson's got legit long speed rogers hit him in stride unimpeded like that that's a situation where they got epps on watson and that's going to be a win no matter what for them chauncey probably takes a much smarter angle is probably able to get at least a piece Maybe. of, of yeah, probably <laughs> takes a better angle. It would have looked better. Gets, it would have definitely looked yeah. better. 
<laughs> maybe gets a piece of Watson, which slows him down enough for Epps to get to him, and so on and so forth. Uh, but as it is, yeah, that's uh, it's a good welcome to the NFL moment for young Reed. But so you you, you just had these 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 explosives, like let alone like the the, the AJ Dillon twenty yard touchdown run. Like there was just a lot that that the Packers hit on and. Like, could they have even done more? Like, Aaron Jones makes that catch. They they don't have to set up yeah. the field goal at the end. They actually get this in closer. Like, whatever. Who knows? To me, like, like this this was about the Packers' offense executing very, very well. And typically, they haven't executed very well this season. But it wasn't like, you know, there, there's systemic stuff that they're attacking with the Eagles. Like, they got their reps against Josiah Scott, and they score a touchdown on that. You know what I'm saying? They got, like, you know... AJ Dillon, like they, this was a big Dillon game for them because they they basically just wanted to out physical the Eagles' light personnel, and they had a lot of success doing that. Like I, I don't want to beat the the drum here too much, a little bit, but there's a reason why a lot of those AJ Dillon carries go for six yards instead of three yards. It's because Kaiser and, and TJ Edwards just aren't enough in terms of stopping power, right, in the hole. And so you know, uh, Dillon's making contact with Linval Joseph, with Dominican Sue, with Fletcher Cox. Three yards past the line of scrimmage, he's like, you know, they're trying to drag him down with one arm. And there's just not enough there from the linebackers, then from Epps and from Reed filling down from depth to really stop a back like Dylan in his tracks. The Packers had that one long drive in the second half. Uh, this was the six, uh, six play, 47 yard drive. It was a AJ Dylan four yard carry, AJ Dylan 12 yard carry, play action to Robert Tunyon, AJ Dylan six yard carry, AJ Dylan eight yard catch. Where that drive, they were like, hey, they're small and we're big. Uh, and that continues to be a bit of an issue for the Eagles with these big backs and kind of forcing these these secondary players, corners and safeties, and then Kaiser as your stack linebackers as a smaller player, forcing them to, to really try to stop a bigger back, Damian Pierce, Brian Robinson, Jonathan Taylor. You, you, you end up Derek getting a lot of dirty yardage. Yeah, Derrick Henry coming <laughs> down the mountain. You end up getting dirty yardage. Three-yard gains become five-yard gains. Five-yard gains become seven-yard gains, and that accumulates. Uh, and so, so that, to me, is a little bit of a concern. Certainly, uh, if, they're, if Chauncey's not healthy long-term, like... Reed's going to get picked on. He just has a limited range. He's just not not a particularly uh, high-caliber athlete. Him plus Josiah Scott out there means you got some targets on your bag in the secondary. So there's stuff to worry about. But a lot of this, to me, was just like, yeah, Packers had some really good execution, and other offenses are just going to make more mistakes, not capitalize as often as the Packers did. I would say I'm a little more concerned. Now, again, this might be, this might be me clinging to my uh, priors a little bit, but this is more of the defense I kind of expect a, you know games like this mixed in with the games where they dominate or like last week they they kept the, they won the game for the Eagles they kept the Eagles in the game against the Colts so they give up 19 first downs 342 yards not horrible uh, but based on EPA per drive which takes into account with those things you were mentioning the short fields where the defense is positioned when they come on the field this was the Eagles worst defensive game since week one against the Lions and now you know they've given up over 30 points in two of the last three weeks and that's been you know to the commanders and to the Packers not exactly offensive juggernaut so 10 possessions they give up four touchdowns two field goals they come away with two interceptions and force uh two punts there yeah blanket chip I mean he had the interception and then I think it was the next drive he fires downhill and makes like the I don't know if it was a tackle for loss but right near the line of scrimmage I'm going oh okay do they mm-hmm. they actually have so I remember the Colt Anderson back in the day going oh all right they might have something uh here and then uh yeah that that play was not uh great the Christian Watson 63 yard touchdown you mentioned it Josiah Scott I mean 
I don't want to like rip Josiah Scott. It's not his fault. He's he's playing for a uh, injured starter. But it's sort of like every week you look at some of the big plays that are given up, and he he's in there on at least some of them. Uh, although that was a you know that, it's not like he got smoked there on the Cobb touchdown. That was an excellent throw. There wasn't uh, a lot of space yeah. there. I think. More concerned would be, Kai, I think you tweeted about this, just those voids in some of their zone coverages that it feels like yeah. whenever they're playing bad, that's like the story. You're just like, how is there that much space between this player and that player? And it seemed like that surfaced quite a bit today. I can't say with certainty. We'll know more when we watch the film, but I thought that was at least um, a bit of a concern. Yeah, that the play that, that led me to tweet about it was the Christian Watson, I want to say it was a fourth down conversion on one of the Packers' first quarter drives. Yes, middle of the field. Just, yeah, it was just such a clear example of uh, where Edward, where TJ Edwards is right now would make sense if Kaiser White was a little bit deeper, and Kaiser White being where he is right now would make sense if Marcus Epps was a little bit closer to line of scrimmage, and Epps being where he is right now would make sense if Chauncey Gardner-Johnson was cheating over a little bit more, and it's like, okay, so who's wrong? Nobody's wrong. It's just you have to, like, zone coverage is about being connected by an invisible string. You have to feel where all the people next to you are and where the voids are developing. And that sort of throw is just like pitch and catch. Like, any quarterback who's willing to throw intermediate, so any quarterback not named Russell Wilson, is going to make that throw all of the time because it's just the void is so big. So it's, it's, it's on coaching but also secondary communication to know, like, like, TJ, I need you to be deeper. Kaiser, I need you to be wider. Epson, I need you to be more shallow. Like, know the down and distance, yada, 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 yada. And that's the sort of thing where, okay, if it happens once every game, nah, it happens once every game. So, coverage is hard. If it happens multiple times every game, which I would say it was, like Jordan Love just started ripping middle of the field. Felt that way, yeah. Yeah, 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 right. And it's happened several times in the last few games. Taylor Heineke just lived middle of the field, intermediate level against the Eagles. And you're having injuries in, in these core spots, right? Like Darius Slay, James Bradbury, cut them out. It's now this slot, the linebackers and the safeties. Where now it's you gotta you're used to Avante Mattis being in a certain spot. Now it's Josiah Scott. He's not exactly the same. And you're used to Chauncey Gardner Johnson playing with a certain speed from a certain depth. Now it's Reed, and he's a little bit different. Yeah, well, it's week twelve. Tap the watch a little bit. I don't know how I like how I feel about some of some of those those issues it's if they're like once they're healthier it's it's going to feel like it goes away it's going to be like once a game it's going to be you know less impactful like Chauncey's going to make the hits that lodge the ball free because that was the play he got hurt on was that watson catch and the reason he gets hurt is because he's flying down to that catch point to play the way gano wants to play see see the ball go hit the ball come in from depth collision and make the pass break up so like like you know it'll go away but it also won't really see so yeah, a lot of that like you say is just structural it's what this defense does and that's got its it's it's warts to it yeah, so we, we will we will see how the defense performs next week. They here are the quarterbacks they play the rest of the way. Ryan Tannehill, Daniel Jones. You think Justin Fields will be back in week fifteen? We don't know. Yeah. It's, it's so there's a lot of mystery around that injury, it feels mm-hmm. like, so we don't know for sure. But uh, I I hope he's back. I think it would be fun just to see them play against him. Dak Prescott. Uh, Andy Dalton and Daniel Jones. So it's not exactly a uh, murderer's row of quarterbacks, but listen, there are some, uh, there's some, certainly some competent teams in there, specifically the Titans and then that Cowboys game. Oh boy. So they, they play the Titans at home next week and they get three on the road at the Giants, at the Bears, at the Cowboys. And then you come back home against the Saints and the Giants in the final two weeks. You are 
10 and 1. NBC had uh, their graphic said that the Eagles have a 70% chance to earn the top seed in the NFC. I will uh, check tomorrow to see what the gambling odds and uh, football outsiders and everything else says, but they've got a great shot at it for sure. What did you think of Jordan Love when he came in? Were you a Jordan Love guy coming into the league or no? Not particularly. Okay. He played well. Uh, he Chris, looked good tonight, uh, I thought. Yeah, it's kind of exciting. Chris, Chris Collinsworth was giving him some, you know, <laughs> yeah. every, every throw so far has been perfect. Like, okay, let's chill out. Uh, but he played well, gripping and ripping it. Big day for the 20, big 2020 quarterback class revenge game, right? Hurts and when Hertz they said the, the that, one, oh my gosh, yeah. I, I don't know. Did they I say it on the broadcast or not? No, they but, all they said was, you know, Jordan Love got taken at what, what, 26 or something? Yeah, Hurts got taken at 50 something. Where if you're a Packers fan and you're watching like Hurts play that game, you're kind of like, oh, that might have been a you know, could a better option out. rather than to trade up for Jordan Love. We could have just kind of yeah. chilled, but. You know, 2-0 with a dub, Herbert with a dub, Burrow with the dub, Hurts with the dub, Jordan Love with the reps, which for him is a huge <laughs> win. It's a big day for 2020. Um, yeah, no, so I thought I thought Love was interesting, right? Like Watson is a Watson's one of these where like it's gonna be year four of Christian Watson and he's not gonna put together one healthy season, he's gonna have drops galore, and he's not gonna be able to run more than six routes, and we're still gonna be like Hey, he's worth it. Like it's just when when you get a guy that big and that tall to run that fast, yeah, he's yeah. he's a fun one. Yeah. So Jordan Love, we'll see. Jordan Love could be starting the yeah. rest of the season. We don't know. We we don't know. I mean, we didn't even mention it. Yeah, Rogers <laughs> leaves the game. We don't know exactly what the injury is. They think that he hurt his thumb more. Then it's like no, it's his rib. There, there wasn't like a specific shot where you looked at it and go, ooh. He really got crushed there, but uh, obviously did not come in. But then Jordan Love comes in, and the next two possessions uh, leads them to points, the touchdown and then the field goal. All right. Special teams. What is going on? Do they practice special teams? What is happening with their special teams? I mean, in like a close, if a closer game, I don't know, something's gonna happen. They're giving okay. up. Who gives up fifty-yard kickoff returns in the NFL in twenty twenty-two? That's like not a thing that happens anymore. So, do they practice special teams? Uh, Jake Elliott, who has never missed a kick, let alone an extra point, practices clutch 54-yarders yeah. to go up two possessions What did you think late? of that decision? Were you on board with that decision? I kind of thought they should have gone for it, but he makes it. Was it was tight. So. It was fourth and three, right? I want to make sure I, I recall think so. precisely. Yeah, wait, wait. they were looking at yeah, fourth and three from the 36, 216 left. Packers had all their timeouts. You're going to give them the ball at the 43 then, 57 yeah, yards to go to tie the game. That's a tough one. I think, like, they chose to run on third and seven. And I would have been very interested to ask what the thought was there. To me, that's such a clear pass spot. Because it's okay. If you don't get it, it's a clear punt. And if you do get it, you can go. And if you know, like that, like that, like it kind of keeps the decision clean. When you run, you're asking for this fourth and three. So they probably knew what Elliott's range was, and they you know said, okay, if it's within 55, we take it. We don't. Elliott rips it, and so that that was that was a that was a very fringe decision. That was a tough one for me. But there's if no- they, yeah, it's their job to know their kicker's range, and clearly they felt 54 was in it. And there's nothing coaches love talking about more than after the game. Well, well you know, we had so and so over there during warmups, and we knew Jake was going to be good from this spot. They love talking about what they yep. saw in warmups from their kickers. But hey, he was probably right in this uh, in this situation. So I have, uh, yeah, I don't know. Maybe if it, who knows? Maybe if it got to fourth and two, then they go for it. Maybe if it's you know fourth and yeah. short two. If they, uh, yeah, 
if they had not gone for it on fourth and two, and or clo- and closer, I would have been very surprised. And if on if on like fourth and five or longer, like you make it like a 57, 58 yarder, they had kicked it, I would have been very surprised. Yeah, so they were right in that right. kind of great. 54, area. 55, yeah. they probably yeah. would have uh kicked it. There. So anyway, so yeah, so shout out to the special teams there in that regard. Now, with that said, uh Brandon Lee Gow ended up leading Green Nation. Uh, Eagles allowed a 38-yard kick return earlier, now a 52-yard kick return by the Packers to start the second half, and then a 53-yard kick return uh, on what was the... They were up by 10, less than two minutes left. You don't want to give up multiple drives, and lo and behold, they give up a 53-yard kick return. Uh, I don't know why it's this bad. I mean, like, was... Maybe Reed's legs were tired. Reed, special teams Maven, just wasn't feeling it because he'd been playing so much defense. Um, I can't say that I feel like they've been regularly bad on kick return. Like, was this just another bad night, another noisy chaos night? I, I don't recall if their kick return. Well, no one's uh, bad on kick yeah. return. That's what I'm saying. No one even returns right. kicks. I mean, I would have to look up if a team this year has given up 250-plus-yard kickoff returns. I, I would venture to guess the answer is no. I don't know how to look that up quickly, so I'm not going to give you an answer now. I'll give you an answer midweek. But, yeah, I, I don't understand why it has why it's something every week, whether it's fake punts or bad punt returns or kickoff returns or giving up 50 yard mm-hmm. kickoff returns. Like why they, right. they just have issues every single week. Do you think on DVOA, do you think negative for kickoff return is, for kickoff is good or bad? <laughs> I don't know. They're ne- negative 0.06, which makes them like 11th. Yeah. Negative is the, the, the more negative, the worse you are at special okay. teams. They were 20 so special teams coming into the, yeah, Week. They're 11th on kickoff. On kickoff return, they're 7th worst, which is a surprise to nobody. Their kickoff return sucks. Um, so there you go. They're, yeah, I guess they're pretty bad at kickoff return. But this, this, was, this was a game where it could have ended up mattering if even more coin flips went in the, uh, the Packers' direction. Yeah. I don't know what's going on there, but anyway. All right. Anything else to say about this game? Let me, let me check my, my, my notes here to make sure I didn't forget about anything. I mean, this is the most, I don't think we said this, most rushing yards by an e- a quarterback in Eagles history, which when you think about that, yeah, obviously because of what we said earlier, but then you go Randall Cunningham, Michael Vick, Donovan McNabb. I mean, man, that that is uh, an impressive feat there for Jalen Hurts in just his third year as a quarterback to already have that uh, already have that record. The, uh, the Jalen Presser, talking about, you know, having that single game record for the Eagles over guys like Randall and, and Vic and McNabb. Worth listening to. Jalen's the man, dude. Oh, did you watch it already? Uh, he yeah, already he got asked it? about it. Okay, like, gotcha. And he just he just gave an answer about like, you know, like he struggles to enunciate how much those guys mean to him. So to have this record and be in that air is just like, you know, you can tell it matters to him a lot, which is it's always cool. It makes me choke up a little bit, but I'll get over it. I think that was my takeaway from this and not in like a a uh Again, I don't, I don't really, I don't root for the team. I'm not a fan of the team. I don't care if they win or lose. But the way you phrased that, I feel like was my big takeaway from the game that Jalen Hurts is the man. Like, look, look at what he's doing out there uh, on any given possession. Look at his demeanor. Like you mentioned, listen, listen to him speak. Look at the way his teammates react to him. That has really been the revelation of the 2022 season to me. Is that like Jalen Hurts is the man uh, for this team? And I'm sure we'll have podcasts where we come on and we say, all right, he didn't do this great, or we watch the film and say uh you know that was kind of on him but i think that overarching theme it doesn't feel like that is going to change uh, 
anytime soon. And, and that again, that is a revelation with so much unknown coming into the season to see the way he's improved, to see that this team is fourth in the NFL offensively in EPA per drive through 12 weeks to look at. He's only thrown three interceptions uh, all season long. He's rushed for, what, 600 yards this season. He gives you a lot of answers that might not be in the traditional way that we think of for a quarterback, but that certainly work for this team. All right. I think that's all I have on the Eagles. Now, someone did ask, a question. You had a tweet. I can't remember what it was. You had a screenshot of your phone. Oh, I think it was your, your mom had a great comment about um, uh, Stephen. Why does Stephen Reese hold this mic? That's not what yeah. the question's about. The question is about in the upper left there, you had a hundred and. Oh, I'm not this again. 29? 129? Unread text messages? It used, to be, messages? It used to be like so 540. I don't understand. How does that happen? She'll. The, Is that popular? Of, no, it's the amount of Postmates that I order, <laughs> plus the amount of like no. like two step verification messages that I get. Like you know, you've sent this to that, and this to the other person, and whatever. And then also just like group chats that are going on that I don't feel like responding to. If, if information is important enough, it eventually gets to me. I do not. I can't live in a zero inbox world. I don't have time for that. But I, I, I don't understand. I, I defend my lack of answered messages. It works for me. I don't need anybody else's comments. Okay, but you would admit that you're very online. Like, I feel like a tweet doesn't get past you. Or is that incorrect? Say it again? A tweet doesn't get past you. Like, if someone wants to get at you, they should probably just tweet at you or you should follow no, them. I would say, I'd say a lot of tweets probably get past me, they too. They do. Okay. Yeah. I, like, I, listen, <laughs> if we're calling a spade a spade... <laughs> I absolutely miss stuff because I don't read my messages. I don't miss stuff in my email all the time. <laughs> I miss tweets. You gotta call me. Oh, I'll answer the phone. Call you? Yeah. What? How old are you? People can be call. You can nope. be calling people. The most, the the best Who wants strategy. Wants to be called. What's worse than being strategy. called? This is what the best strategy is. This. My my mom was was texting me the other, like the day after Thanksgiving on Friday. She was like, "So what day is exactly you are for Christmas?" I was like, "Mom, I don't know yet." Like, I don't know. It's going to be stuff. Like, there's travel. There might be weather. Like, I don't know. She's like, well, how long do you think you'll say, Mom, I don't know. And eventually, I was like, Mom, please just text Meredith. I was like, please just text my wife. Like, I just don't, like, please just, just, just please talk to Meredith. She knows so much more about all these things than I do. And she's so much better at remembering to tell people things. And I'm just not good at this. Please talk to her. And then my life just becomes so much easier. See, I will do the, you know, Hey, te you te text my wife or ask, my but I will not do that to my mom. You can't do that to your mom. I mean, come on. She's your mom. You got you to be responding. Do you see the amount here's of texts I get from... Okay, here's you what you do. see the number of texts that I get from my mom that I put on Twitter? Now imagine just <laughs> overall how many texts I get from my mom. You can... Right? You, you can, you can you, here's what you do. You add the wife to that specific thread about like the holiday plans mm. and then you can ignore it. I was shocked. I could not live in a way. I'm a zero. I mean, I have one right here and I'll look at it right afterwards and then I'll wake up and I'll look at them. Maybe I don't get, te maybe I don't get texted as much, but I, I need that messages box in the upper left to be clear to zero or I would feel all kinds of anxiety like I'm missing stuff. Let, do you want to play a game called guess how many uh, notifications Ben has in his Gmail? Oh my God! How many? Three hundred. Yes, three hundred. Shield, come on, be reasonable. I don't know. Seventy. 
Shield, I have, I, have, I have right now in my Gmail inbox 28,346 unread messages. <laughs> what is wrong with you? What if there's something you needed in there? I got, let's see. Here we go. We got Origo Shoes, Carhartt, Mystery Tackle Box, Reddit, oh my gosh. bunch of DraftKings, bunch of FanDuel, eBay. These are all coming. And you I just think ignore them. Cliff and that's is, life. Cliff is young. I think Cliff is, is has a zero. Uh, is like me more with the messages with the zero inbox. I am shocked when you just leave all those text messages. But what are you going to do? It works for you. Maybe it'll change as you mature. Maybe when you have kids, you know, once you have kids, then you're just, you know, constantly paranoid and worried about stuff. So you really got to text them. But, you know, it's, it's working for you. All right. Do you have anything you want to ask me about? No, <laughs> I'm feeling good. Okay. Uh, good. This, it feels like you're really worried about this Titans game coming up, aren't you? Uh, I th- I'm leaning towards picking the Titans to win that game. Yeah? Yeah. But we'll see. Who knows? I, I, th- I think it'll be a fun game. I think it'll be a fun matchup for them. Uh, I think, do they have the best rushing defense in the NFL? Certainly top they five. They certainly right? you did. You wrote about the Titans recently. Don't give away yeah. too much, but give us like the 30-second spiel. Uh, imagine if everybody was fast and physical and angry but then also they took all the good parts of the Jim Schwartz defense and cut out all the bad parts and replaced them with better parts. Okay, there you go. That's a, that's a good tease. Good it's a good tease for the uh, midweek show. So I think it will definitely be a test for the Eagles. Thank you to everyone who sent in the uh, mac and cheese recipes. I feel like I made a great mac oh, yeah? and cheese for Thanksgiving. Now I had to... I had to pick the one that I felt like I could actually accomplish making. And so uh, I chose that one, but I think it turned out great. I think people really enjoyed it, and it will make it for another Thanksgiving. So hopefully all of you had a great Thanksgiving. Hopefully you enjoyed the Eagles dropping 40. This is a game you'll remember. You know, it's this long season, 17-game season. My mind doesn't remember every game. You could ask me about games from the Super Bowl season last season. I'll forget them. This is a game I'll remember. You dropped 40 on the Packers on national TV, and Jalen Hurts sets a Eagles franchise record for rushing yards by a quarterback. You go up and down the field. Your offensive line dominates. Uh, I will remember this game. They're 10-1. and We've still only done one post-game pod. After a loss, we'll see if that continues next week against the Titans. We'll be back middle of the week to talk about it. We'll break down the film. We'll talk about the Titans matchup. We will get to your questions. Thank you to Benjamin Solak for joining me. Let's get those reviews. Don't forget those ratings, reviews, subscribes, unsubscribes. I haven't badgered you in a while. I will pester you. I will berate you if I need to. Let's, let, let's keep those coming. And we will be back on Thursday on the Ringers Philly Special. This episode is brought to you by Empower. You got money questions like, can I retire early? What are my best savings options? Can I afford to pay for my kid's education? Luckily, Empower has all the answers. With Empower's real-time dashboard and real live conversations, you get clarity on your real-life financial goals. So join 18 million Americans and Empower What's Next. Start today at Empower.com. Tap the banner or visit this episode's page to learn more.
Sponsored by Empower, not an endorsement or a statement of satisfaction by a client. This episode is brought to you by UGG. Y'all know UGG is a brand that athletes wear all the time in the tunnel and on travel days. Well, I bet you think UGG season is only during the colder months of the year. Oh, contraire. You're wrong. You need to check out the latest spring drop from UGG. They have everything from sandals to clogs. I like the sandals. UGG has you covered for your next spring adventure. Shop the golden collection at UGG.com. 